Hello. Welcome to Stories of Faith and Hope, the podcast that inspires your faith and gives you reason to hope. I'm your host, Joel Sutherland, and I'm so excited that you've chosen to join us today for another episode of our podcast. Now, today we're going to be doing something a little bit different than what we've done in the past, and that is we're going to be looking at a character in the Bible that inspires our faith and gives us reason to hope. One of the things that I like to do as I read through the Bible is I like to think about the humanity and, and, and focus on the different people in the Bible and you know maybe what they were feeling, what they were thinking, what dreams, aspirations they had, and, and who they really were as people, and, and seeing how that relates to us today. I realize so many things have changed. You know, It's been thousands of years, but there's still a lot that's the same in our world. And, and it's just interesting to look at these different characters in the Bible as real people. And today we're going to be looking at one of my favorite characters in the Bible, one of the most interesting characters, I think, and that is the character of Daniel. If you just think about his story, I mean, he was some of the royalty in Israel. He ends up getting taken as a captive into this foreign land called Babylon and and you know, as a slave. And, and somehow through all these miraculous events, he ends up as prime minister of the greatest empire in the world. And he serves there, ends up kind of, you know, not not so much in the spotlight for a few more rulers that come. And then <laughs> this empire is taken over by another empire. And he ends up at the top of that empire as well. And I mean, just Yes, he had some visions, he had some prophecies, and often that's what we think about when we think of the book of Daniel, but he was a real person. And so we're going to be starting a series on the life of Daniel and um, probably won't be, you know, one after another, we'll probably intersperse these throughout um, as we go through with with more interviews with, with people today, but um but definitely want to spend some time looking at who Daniel was as a person and and what we can learn from him. So without anything further, here is my conversation with Dr. Henderson about Daniel chapter one, the beginning of of what we see as the story of Daniel. Here it is. Now at our at our church on Tuesday nights we were we've been doing a couple different things we were going through the book of Daniel doing a chapter each night which was really informative and um, and I found it very helpful as as we went through it verse by verse and and kind of took apart what can be a daunting and complicated book right. um, and then recently the last couple of weeks we've been doing superfoods of the Bible which we've been focusing on some of these, you know, superfoods is the big thing that people are talking about now, these these really powerful foods, and, and a lot of them are mentioned in the Bible. And uh, so Daniel's come up a couple times in that series as well because of a story in Daniel chapter 1. So that's what I think we're going to talk about, kind of maybe scratch the surface of Daniel, and who knows, we might talk about him for a couple more episodes after this as well. We'll see. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot in there to learn from. There is, there is. And he's just such an inspiring story. You know, there's a lot of prophecy and a lot of things that, that you find in there, but just Daniel himself is so inspiring right. in his life. He's, he's my second choice as far as the stories in the Bible. What's your first? Joseph. 
Yes. Those are my two favorite stories as well. <laughs> so, yes, yes. I really love the story of Joseph. We'll have, yeah. to, we'll have to do a feature on him sometime yeah. too. <laughs> well, Daniel chapter 1 kind of gives us the introduction to the story of Daniel. Now, who was Daniel? Well, he was an Israelite. Okay. And uh, he was uh, actually a young person when this story begins. And... Uh, Probably was still just a student, what mm. we would consider a student mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. Maybe in his late teens, somewhere along there. Mm -hmm. And uh, got caught in a battle or warfare between the Israelites and another country. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Israelites were... Uh, did did not win out. I'll put it that way. <laughs> no, kind of or it kind of went poorly for them. Defeated, right? <laughs> and he and his companions were uh, captured and taken away. Yeah. And as we look at history, we find out that the Babylonian Empire they made several sieges of Jerusalem, um, took several waves of captives, and Daniel was actually one of the first ones taken. Right. Um, so, so he was in Babylon probably longer than a lot of the other Israelites because um, he was taken so early. Right. Um, so, I mean, and, and you think about just that journey from Jerusalem to Babylon, they, they couldn't go straight across. They actually had to go north for a ways and then over through this desert and then back, you know, as, as they went east and then went back yeah, south, south to Babylon. Yeah. And so it was a really long, hard journey yeah. that they would have taken over there. Right. I doubt if they allowed them to ride their horses. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Even riding a horse that far would be a... <laughs> a real task. It might it might hurt after the yeah. after a day or two. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but once they get to Babylon, something interesting happens. You know, the when you when you think of being captured um, mm -hmm. as a prisoner of war, what you usually think of, you know, maybe being put into a, some sort of prison camp at the at the best. Right. Um, you know, you could be, especially we we discover. As the story goes through, Daniel was actually part of the royal family. And so being part of the royal family, being, being one of the, the um, associated with the government, obviously you, that's kind of best case scenario. You, you know, you may end up thinking, you know, torture or some sort of like information um, exchange, some, something to that effect. But that's not what happened to Daniel. No. What happened? Well, I think it's interesting. Uh, this can be kind of a little offshoot, but they were found to be exceptionally healthy mm, mm -hmm. young men. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you said, uh, they were either well-educated or in the process of being educated. And uh, so they, they saw potential mm -hmm. there. And so it was decided, we're going to take these young men and we're going to, what I, what I call now, uh, they... They were going to uh, get them to come over to their side as yes. far as being helpful for them yeah. and uh, brainwash them, yeah. if you want to put it that way. And so they were chosen uh, because they were good, strong, healthy young men. Yeah, yeah. And this is where Nebuchadnezzar, who was the king of Babylon at that time, um, where right. he differed from a lot of the other kingdoms around there. You, um, now, Israel, they had kind of been divided, if you remember, right. in, the, in the early days of the kings. 
Um, and there was a northern section and a southern section. Right. Now, the northern section had already been taken captive long before this, and their captors were Assyria, and they dealt very differently with their prisoners. Um, Assyria would, would end up coming in, kind of just killing as many as they could, and then scattering the rest throughout the world, and basically trying to just make the cultures that they captured disappear. Mm -hmm. Nebuchadnezzar in the Babylonian Empire did it differently. What he would do is he would, when he conquered a kingdom, he would take the brightest, the strongest, the smartest people from that kingdom, and he would actually brainwash them, as you said, bring them in, and then use them as members of his court, as advisors. And that really served two purposes for him. Um, Number one, it, it strengthened his kingdom because he could know more about these people that he had captured right. and conquered and serve them better and make him a better, better leader. But it also would help soften those who were conquered, their view of him, because they realize, oh, we have people in the court that right. are our people and they're speaking up for us. So right. Nebuchadnezzar was really a brilliant leader when it came, when it came to things like that. And so... As you said, Daniel and and quite a few of his companions were actually chosen to mm-hmm. be part of this brainwashing educated yeah. process. The question comes up to me, uh, why did they stand out as being exceptional in their uh, physique mm-hmm. and in their health appearance and so on? Why, why were they different? Mm-hmm. It was because they probably had been taught and brought up to follow the a program that God had outlined for the Israelites. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if they followed that, they were exceptional Yes. people. Yeah, yeah. And what we see in just a second, how what they ate right. um, was different. What they asked for. Yeah, yeah. And so, so let's get to that. So, so what happens is they're chosen, and they're treated really well. By Babylonian standards, I mean, they're right. they're put, brought to this banquet table. Now, if you've been traveling over the desert for the last, you know, <laughs> no, who knows how long, and all of a sudden you're brought into this banquet table that's just laden with all of this food, this rich delicacies, and right. and this is something we've been learning in Superfoods of the Bible over the last few weeks. Um, is they've actually discovered some recipes from Babylon on the, on this tablet. And there's, there's a whole bunch of recipes that we now have. And every single one of them has tons of fat in it, has a lot of um, just a huge long list of spices. And so it's very rich um, fattening as well as overspiced food that they had. Um, And so just, you know, the first thing you're going to want to do is just dive in and eat a whole bunch of it, right? <laughs> but Daniel didn't do that. No. What was what was his response? His response was, I'm sorry, but we don't eat this kind of stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. this yeah. this is not, not what I would like. And uh, just give us a chance uh, of what we would be willing to, to eat and have as our menu. Yeah. Give us a chance. And see how it turns out. Yeah. And I want to point out um, Daniel 1 and verse 8 is a really important verse here. It kind of comes right before his request. This says, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. 
Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. And what really stands out to me with this verse is just that first phrase, he purposed in his heart. You know, at the very beginning of this, and I really think that this... This moment really defined the rest of Daniel's life. You know, as we read through the book of Daniel and we right. see his courage and his faith and the way God used him and worked through him, it really stems back to this moment when Daniel purposes in his heart that he will stay true to what God has asked. Yeah. Uh, and Daniel 1 verse 8 in the clear word, it uh, makes it just a little different, a little more updated. Mm-hmm. It says, but Daniel made up his mind to be identified with the God of Israel, Mm. not Baal, the God of Babylonians, even though Aspenaz had changed his name. Now, Aspenaz, who is Aspenaz? He was the the steward or the person who was kind of in charge. In charge of these young men, right. Daniel decided not to eat the king's food, which had been offered to idols, or to drink his wine. So he asked Aspenaz, who is in charge of his training, for permission to follow his Hebrew diet. Because Daniel stood firm for God, God worked on his behalf. Mm. As a result, Aspenaz was especially kind to Daniel. Mm. Wow. I like that. Yeah. That puts it very well. Yeah. And it in kind other words, of, what he stood up for impressed this mm-hmm. guy who was over him. Yeah, yeah. And it also, what, what the clear word brings out, is also, you know, more of why Daniel wanted to eat this food. Right. You know, yes, there's the, there's the side where, you know, it's very rich it, it, yeah. and it clouds... Um, you know, judgment. And we know that you know, we've all felt it after we eat a bunch <laughs> of pizza. You know, all we can do is sit on the couch and vegetate, right? It's, yeah. yeah. Take, um, take a little snooze. <laughs> exactly. And Daniel didn't want to do that, especially with the next three and a half years that he would have to have with with school. And, you know, he needed a clear mind for that. Um, but j- besides the health reason, there was another reason that, that that translation brings out. And that was this food was most likely sacrificed or, or offered to idols. Offered, right. And it was a way just as, you know, in the verse before, and that, that mentioned as well, you know, Aspenaz had changed their names to right. names that reflected um, their gods. Right. And, and this food was another way that they would be showing homage to the Babylonian gods. Yeah. So there were several reasons why, why Daniel and his, his companions chose not to not eat this to. food because that was that was part of the very first part of the brainwashing yeah exactly <laughs> exactly know? so well we are almost out of time so let's jump to the end of yeah. the story what was the result of this choice they they chose um you said that they they asked for a test you know let's let's try yeah. to eat this Give it diet a try. um what was the result of that and what happened at the end of their training Oh, I'm trying to remember how many days it was. It's 10 days. That's just for 10 days. Verse 12. Verse 12, right. Yeah. And what Uh, happened? Verse verse 15. 15. Yes. (laughs) At the end of 10 days, they looked healthier and were stronger than any of the others who were on the king's diet. So Melzer decided on his own to take them off the king's diet of meat and wine and keep them on their Hebrew diet. So it influenced the whole group of prisoners that wow. way. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of showed that um, that their diet was better 
Yeah. And in the end, um, we see in verse 20, they actually have their final exam standing before the king. And, uh, and they come out to be 10 times wiser than the leading experts of Babylon, which is incredible. Right. Um, so it, it, it really shows just how much faith in God Daniel really had to stand up to the greatest empire in the world and and stay true to his beliefs and to trust God that, right. that he would take care of him. Right. Yeah. And he did. That's a that's a great beginning to a great story. Well, there was my conversation with Dr. Henderson about Daniel chapter one, the first episode in a, in a series that we're going to be doing on the life of Daniel. And it's just such an inspiring story. This young man in a foreign country, there's this fear of death hanging over him, and yet he purposes in his heart to remain true to his beliefs and remain true to his God. And I think that no matter what our situation is, that we can learn from that. We can apply that to our lives and realize that God can and he will bless us if we remain true to him. Well, next week's interview is one I'm looking forward to sharing with you. It is an interview with Dr. Dan Riggs. He is a retired dentist from here in Lawrenceburg, um, private pilot. He's done a bunch of mission work in his life, as well as as his dental practice. Just recently, he um, had an accident in his aircraft and uh, broke his back and several other things, and um, really a miracle story there of, of how God really preserved his life through that experience. So I'm really looking forward to you hearing his testimony. He has a really interesting story. And in the meantime, here is a sample from next week's interview with Dan Riggs about one of his first trips to Haiti. First trip I made down there, I remember uh, working about four hours doing all the anesthetics and doing all the extraction because that's all we were doing. And looking outside the wall and they were half a block long, people lined up wanting to get teeth pulled. Wow. <laughs> and uh, I was having to get all the anesthetic and do all the extractions, and I think I pulled somewhere close to a thousand teeth in three days. I'm really looking forward to sharing my interview with Dan Riggs with you next week. I want to thank you so much for listening, to spending a few minutes with us today with the Stories of Faith and Hope podcast. And I just want to invite you, if you haven't yet, go ahead and rate us on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. That would be wonderful. Subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on the web at faithandhoperadio.com. Also on Facebook with Faith and Hope Radio. And um, you can sign up for our mailing list online. You can get these in your inbox on Fridays. Or if you subscribe on iTunes, they show up in your podcast app. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Hope God is blessing you. And until next week, have faith and hope.